don't stand just yet, but uh, young adults, this was not in the uh, young adult, the, uh, the uh, video announcements. Young adults, Sunday, June 13th, Mary Lee Cafe, immediately after worship service. Sunday, June the 13th, in Mary Lee's Cafe. Amen. All right, if you'll stand one more time, we're going to do our Bible pledge together and get into the Word of God. Today is Serve Day. Today is Serve Day. We're going to, I'm going to be sharing about what that's about in the next few minutes. And then before we leave, we're going to give you the opportunity to do what we're talking about, an opportunity to sign up, to serve in some or one of the wonderful, exciting ministries that we have going on here at your church family at ICC. But right now, let's do our church pledge together. Everybody ready? Ready or not? Here we go. This book is the infallible Word of God. Christ is its star, our good, its design, and the glory of God, its end. This book declares that God loves me as I am, but will not leave me where he finds me. I am not what I can be, but I am not what I used to be. I am what it says I am. I can do what it says I can do. And I can be all that it says I can be. In Jesus' name, and the church said, Amen. Amen. Please remain standing for the reading of God's word. Matthew chapter 20, verses 25 through 28. Jesus called his disciples together. And this is what he said to them. He said, You know that the rulers of the Gentiles lorded over them, and their high officials exercise authority over them. Not so with you. Instead, whoever wants to become great among you, you must be your servant. And whoever wants to be first must be your slave. Just as the Son of Man did not come to be served, but to serve and to give his life as a ransom for many. Let God's people pray. Dear Heavenly Father, thank you for your word today. Your word is life. We ask you to anoint our ears today to hear and anoint our hearts today to receive what the Spirit of the living God desires to speak into our hearts and lives together this day and let us forever be changed. In Jesus' mighty name, amen and amen. God bless you. Before you're seated, turn around, smile real big at somebody and say, isn't it good to be in the house of the Lord today? Yes, it is. Again, today is serve day here at ICC. It's a, it's a time that we set aside at least once a year to spotlight some of our Primary ministries, all ministries are important here. I've, I hesitate to use the word major ministries or primary ministries because every ministry is important. But when I talk about the major ministries of ICC, which we are highlighting today, is because these are ministries that have several levels of complexity, which requires a much greater number of volunteers. So when I refer to our major ministries, please understand that's what I am talking about. But every ministry here is major and every ministry here is important simply because it is 
impacting somebody's life with the gospel of Christ. You see on the internet, you can scroll online right now and find at least a half a dozen, actually dozens of titles for that matter about how to be a great leader, how to get people to follow you, how to achieve influence among your peers and get people to follow your leadership. There are literally hundreds of titles about how to make your name known among the masses. Build your company and acquire positions of power, wealth, and influence. However, when we look to the Word of God, we find a different definition of what leadership is. We find that a complete different ideology of what a leader truly does. In God's Word, we discover that Jesus Christ himself transformed the narrative on the subject of leadership and altogether transformed it whenever he declared this statement from our text. He said that the Son of Man did not come to be served, but to serve. Jesus completely caught the world off guard. Jesus completely disarmed this world system when he came proclaiming this message. I'll tell you who else he disarmed. He disarmed Satan. He disarmed the demons and the powers of darkness, the forces of hell. When Jesus came into this world not to rule, not to serve, or not to be served, but actually to serve. Who would have thought that? Who would have ever even begun to believe that the Messiah would come into this world not to be served by others, but to take on the form of a servant himself. I said Jesus disarmed this world system by coming to this earth not to rule over it, but to serve it. And it's certainly not the kind of marketing strategy that you'd find in a best-selling how-to leadership book somewhere today. You won't find that in many books today about leadership. But Jesus Christ set forth the principle of what true leadership is truly, sincerely about. That instead of ruling over one another to control and manipulate for one's own lust for power and control, Jesus Christ declared that in his kingdom, whoever wants to become great among us must become the servant of all. What a concept. Who would have thought? Now understand, the worldly idea of leadership has trickled over into the church, but I'm here to remind us on this serve day what true servanthood is about, what true leadership is about. Leadership is not being served. Leadership in the kingdom of heaven is about those who are anointed by God with the power and the presence of the Holy Spirit are anointed to serve others. 
Christ set forth the principle, whoever wants to become great among you must become the least. Somebody said leadership isn't about making our names known. True leadership is about making his name known. You see, when you look at me, if all you see is Pastor Todd, then I have not done my job. But if you look at me, you can see a reflection of the great I am the choir was just singing about. If you can look at me and see a reflection of who Jesus Christ, the King of glory, truly is, then I'm doing what a leader in God's kingdom has been called and anointed to do. I said God did not anoint us to be served. God anointed us to serve Him first and foremost. But do you know how we serve the Lord? We truly serve the Lord when we're serving one another. And when we are serving this lost and dying world who are out there, outside the walls of ICC, who do not know and have not experienced the grace and the favor of God in their own lives like we have experienced His grace in our own lives. Somebody said, leadership isn't about making our names known. Leadership in the kingdom of God is about making His name known. The paradigm that Jesus Christ put in place for church leadership is to imitate is the biblical concept of servant leadership. We are called to serve. That's what the theme of today's service is. Called to serve and serving the call. Every Christmas, the founder of the Salvation Army in London, England, General William Booth, looked forward to addressing his organization at the Army's annual convention. He loved seeing the thousands of faces who anxiously gathered together for this one-time-a-year annual event, and he always loved to address them with an encouraging exhortation. Well, Christmas of 1910, General William Booth grew very ill and weak in body, so weak that he was not able to make the journey to address his organization. When the thousands of people in attendance learned that he would not be able to be there, they were greatly disappointed. It was a great letdown that William Booth would not be able to participate. But what he did instead, he telegraphed his speech. Now, if that would have been my speech being telegraphed, it would have been a long telegraph. But William Booth, when he telegraphed his speech, it didn't take long to share it. As a matter of fact, he telegraphed over only one word. That word was others. O-T-H-E-R-S. Others. Signed, General Booth. You see, when life comes all about me, Somebody say amen. You don't even know what I'm going to say, do you? When life becomes all about me, my life begins to collapse around me. Because God has not called us 
to live life for ourselves. I said when life becomes all about me, my life begins to fall apart piece by piece all around me. Because that is not what true living is about. I'm here to submit to you today, church family, that there is a difference between living and existing. And that difference is when we stop living life for ourselves. Come on, somebody help me preach here this morning. I said true living is when we stop living life for ourselves, our own dreams, our own desires. When life becomes all about me, that's when I cease to truly live and all I'm doing is existing. But it is when I lay aside my wants and I lay aside my agendas, when I lay aside my calendar and I say, okay, God, I'm here for you. I'm here to serve. Use me the way you want to use me. I'm going to live my life for Jesus from this day forward. Friend, that is when we truly discover, and I mean genuinely, authentically discover what true living is really all about. Jesus said, if you find your life, he said, you must lose it. That's what he meant when he said that. You know what the original language is? He said, when you, if you want to find your soul, S-O-U-L, your soul, you must lose, give up your own life. I'm not talking about physically dying here, but I'm talking about giving up your agendas, giving up your plans in order to receive God's plans for our lives. When life becomes all about me, life will begin to collapse all around me. Here at International Community Church, we believe in excellence and we believe in efficiency in everything that we do. Efficiency is doing things right. Effectiveness is doing the right things. But servant leadership is about doing things right, and it's about doing the right things. You know, simply holding the door open for somebody may seem to be a small thing to you, but I want you to understand this morning, whenever we hold, do something that's simple and as elementary as holding a door open for someone to go first and pass through, it says more about you than what it says about the person you are holding the door for. Jesus said the Son of Man did not come to be served. Jesus said the Son of Man came to serve. You know, simply doing little things like that is something that can make a world of difference for somebody when we share the love of Christ. Jesus was dramatic. Jesus was emphatic in his mission. It doesn't matter what the latest leadership trend may be. It doesn't matter what the culture around us may try to dictate to us this morning. In Christ Jesus' kingdom, leaders are not bosses. Leadership is not about exerting one's power or exercising one's authority. That's the world's form of leadership, church. 
That's not what Christ intended for his church to be like. In our sermon text, Jesus is demonstrating to his disciples and demonstrating to you and me what true leadership in Christ's kingdom is about. What true greatness in the eyes of God is truly about. Jesus said, you know that the rulers of the Gentiles lorded over them and their high officials exercise authority over them. He said, not so with you. Instead, whoever wants to become great among you must become your servant. We lead today by our words and we lead today by our walk. We teach what we know, but we reproduce what we are. In leadership, leadership is about two important things. It is about service, serving God and serving one another. And leadership is about portraying the example that Christ wants us to demonstrate that will adequately be a representation of who he is. Jesus said that being great in the kingdom of God has little or no similarities to what greatness means to this lost and dying world. So let us not be confused today. The world exerts power. The world exerts rules over people by lording over them. But I love what John Maxwell said about the subject. John Maxwell gives a distinction between a boss and a leader. That what he said and the distinction that he gives is very simple. He says, a boss says, you go. A leader says, let's go. In Jesus' day, Caesar called himself God. In Jesus' day, Caesar wanted the people to identify himself on the same level of deity, even though he was not. But he did that so that others would worship him and call him Lord. The Gentiles wanted to have total authority and they wanted to have total control over others. But Jesus Christ teaches us today that the church is not to pattern itself after this world system. How you gain greatness in the world is not how we gain greatness in the kingdom of God. Jesus said, if you want to be great in the eyes of heaven, become least in the eyes of men. If you want to become great in the eyes of God, become one who serves others. This life is about others. It's not about me. It's about those who are around me. My life is not about what Todd wants, what Todd deserves. You know what? I thank God for one. I thank God that I, I don't get what I deserve. I hear people make that statement all the time. Well, I want what's coming to me. I want what I feel like I deserve. But you know what, church? If we got what we truly deserved, none of us would, would be in this building this morning. We wouldn't even be watching it online. You know, we would be in hell today if we got what we truly deserve. But God doesn't give us what we deserve, does he? He gives us his favor. Our heart toward Christ's church, friend, is a true reflection of our heart toward Jesus Christ himself. We say we love God. May we demonstrate it 
by loving his church. We minister by doing things for others, by teaching, by helping, by praying, by befriending, by supporting, by caring for those who are in need. This is what the church of Jesus Christ does. The irony is that the person who is busy taking care of the needs of others is one who is considered great in the eyes of God. Listen, God has not called His church, you've heard me say this many times, God has not called His church to be an audience. But how many knows this morning that God has called His church to be an army? Go ahead and put your hands together this morning and give Jesus Christ a hand clap of praise. You see, it is not our place to judge others. God has called us to love others with the love of Jesus Christ. Do you understand that people, when they come here, they are not so interested in what our doctrine is? We're interested in what our doctrine is. Don't get me wrong here. Our doctrine is very important. Our doctrine needs to be based upon this, the word of the living God. If it's not based on the word of the living God, we're missing it somewhere. But I want you to understand those who are out there, those who are dying in their sins, lost without Jesus Christ, when they come here, they're not so much concerned about our doctrine, but I'll tell you what they are concerned about is are they going, are they going to be loved? Are they going to experience the love of Jesus Christ? Are they going to experience a church who truly loves the sinner? 1 Corinthians 15 and 10 says, But by the grace of God I am what I am, and His grace to me was not without effect. No, I worked harder than all of them, yet not I, but the grace of God that was with me. I want to share very quickly before we bring this to the latter part, the end of our service, five benefits of serving others. Here, this is what the world doesn't understand. When we pour ourselves into God's service, meaning serving those around us, according to what our giftedness is, we get a whole lot more out of it than what we could ever put into it. It doesn't matter how much you give. You're never going to outgive the Lord. Can somebody say amen? amen? Go ahead and give him a hand clap of praise. That's all right. It doesn't matter how much we pour ourselves out for God. God will continue to pour himself back into us. And that's a pretty good trade-off if you ask me. Because I don't know about you, but when it comes to me, I find myself getting in God's way more than I'm helping him. So the more that I can get me out of the way so God can be God and the Holy Spirit can do in and through me what he wants to do in and through my life, I know everything is going to be all right. Five benefits, five ways serving others benefits us. Number one, it refocuses our perspective. It refocuses our perspective. Serving others forces us to take our focus off of ourselves. Can I be real this morning? 
So many times we get so caught up in our own dilemmas, our own problems, and I'm not minimizing. Please don't, don't get me wrong this morning. I'm not trying to minimize anybody's problems. I know many of you have major problems and major issues, but I'm talking about those of us, yeah, we got problems, but we sometimes allow ourselves to get so caught up in where we are at that we lose ourselves and what's going on in our own lives. But what Jesus Christ teaches us to do, he teaches us to do what? To step outside of ourselves. That means to step outside of our own problems. That means to step outside of our own needs in order to minister to somebody else's need. Do you know what I have found, what I have learned? I've learned that when I will set my mind and set my heart that I'm going to serve God and serve somebody else regardless of what I might be going through myself, and I begin to put others' needs before even my own needs, you know what I found? I found that God will put my needs at, his, at the top of his priority list. All of a sudden, my needs become God's priority. Do you know why? Because I have put my needs aside and I am focusing on serving somebody else other than myself. All of a sudden, I have discovered the true meaning of living versus only existing. Sometimes we have to, by faith, shake ourselves, I mean shake off the, the, the dirt and the grime of this life that this life is filled with the cares, the, the setbacks, the disappointments, the letdowns, you know, the, the missed opportunities that sometimes overwhelm us. And you know what? Sometimes we just got to praise God anyway. Can somebody say amen? Sometimes we just got to shout anyway. Sometimes we just got to rejoice anyway. Even when we don't get that job promotion, we got to praise the Lord anyhow. Look at somebody and tell them, you got to praise God anyhow. And when we do that, church, and we set our hearts on serving the Lord and we set our hearts on serving others and putting other people's needs even before our own needs, God will make sure your every need will be met. Because you can't outgive God. Look at somebody and tell them you can't outgive God. The more you give to God, the more God is going to pour into you. The more you sacrifice for the Lord, the more God is going to keep pouring out. What's the saying? Get under the spout where the glory comes out. I'm telling you, God's glory, will he will pour his glory out on you as we begin to focus our hearts and our minds on serving him by serving each other in the name of Jesus Christ. Second benefit is practice what we read. James put it like this, don't just be hearers of the word only, but be doers of the word. When we serve God by serving each other, we're not just hearing the word, we're doing what the word of God teaches us to do. The Bible is packed with spiritual insights. The Bible is packed with life principles and wisdom which are of tremendous value. It's powerful, it's unprecedented. It's literally life-changing. 
But doers of the word and not hearers only. It's when we do what the word of God teaches us to do. It's when we apply these biblical principles to our day-to-day life. That is when we truly experience the goodness and the greatness of the Lord God of heaven. Third benefit is we partner with the Lord in his work. This is why we're here We're here in this life to be a part of what God is already doing. To partner with the Lord in his church. To partner with the Lord in ministry. When we serve others, we're joining the Lord in the work that he is already doing. God is already at work. How many know today that God is already at work? How many know today that the Holy Spirit is saving souls? The Holy Spirit is changing lives. He's setting the captive free. He's healing the sick. He's cleansing the disease. He's already at work in this lost and dying world. But when you and I partner with him in what he is already doing, friend, that is when we experience life the way God intended for his people, his children, his church to experience the way it should be. Thirdly, to partner with the Lord in his work. Fourthly, God will change your heart. Do you know what happened to me when I started serving God by serving others? You know what, those problems, and again, I'm not saying this to belittle what you're going through. I'm using myself here as an example, only me. What I personally learned when I started serving God and putting others' needs before my own, I started realizing God miraculously opened up this man's eyes to see what real needs truly look like. You know, I thought the house that I lived in wasn't all that great until the Lord started sending me out into the community to, be, to do outreach and evangelistical work in the community, and I realized that the house that I have is a pretty nice house after all. In other words, I have a whole lot to be thankful for. I have a whole lot of reason to, to give God glory for his blessings on my life because what I thought were problems to me when I started reaching out to those indeed, to those who were hurting, to those who were lost, to those who were downcast, to those who were downtrodden, to those who were lost and dying in their sins, I saw firsthand what a real authentic need truly looks like. And it changed my perspective completely. It taught me to be grateful It taught me to have an attitude of thanksgiving to God for what I had instead of worrying about what I did not have. It taught me to be grateful for salvation. It taught me to be grateful for the family that God has blessed me with. And I I may not have as much money in the bank as somebody down the street, but you know what? It doesn't matter. All that matters is my name is written in the Lamb's book of life. Jesus is my Savior. Christ is my Lord. Heaven is my home. The last benefit is having an eternal impact. Colossians 3, 23 through 24 says, Whatever you do, do your work heartily. As for the Lord rather than for men, knowing that from the Lord you will receive the reward 
of the inheritance. It is the Lord Christ whom you serve. So whenever you're serving in ministry, you're not not just helping another person in need. What did Jesus say? Even as you do it unto the least of these, you do it unto me. We serve others in response to God's love, keeping in mind always that we are serving our Lord Jesus Christ. Let's keep our eyes on the kingdom. We do that by keeping our eyes on Jesus Christ. You see, I don't know if we're going to have music. I'm not sure how we got this set up. We're getting ready to transition into another part of the service today. But listen, love is much more than a feeling. So many people in our day and time look at love as nothing more than an emotion. But I want you to understand, love is not just an emotion. Love is an action verb. You're not loving if you're not doing. Can I get an amen? <laughs> Let me throw this in here real quick as it comes to mind. The Bible says, husbands, love your wives, even as Christ loved the church, and gave himself for it. Jesus showed his love for us by doing. Jesus showed his love for us by giving. Jesus showed his love for us by serving. It was Bishop Dale Broner who wisely made this statement. I love this statement. I want you to hear it today before we pray. He said, if serving, excuse me, if serving is below you, leadership is beyond you. Will you stand with me this morning? We're going to pray. Then after we pray, I'm going to have you be seated just for about another five minutes. And we're going to give an opportunity. That's what these tables are up up here for. I'm going to read a short explanation of what each one of these ministries represent. And as those of you, as many of you as are drawn by the Spirit to be a part of these ministries, we're going to give you that opportunity to do so. But D.L. Moody wrote the following words next to Isaiah chapter 6 and verse 8 in the Bible where it says, I am only one, but I am one. I cannot do everything, but I can do something. And what I can do, I ought to do. And what I ought to do, by the grace of God, I will do. Let the church pray this morning. Dear Heavenly Father, Lord God Almighty, let my heart be like the words of Isaiah when he said, Here I am, Lord. Send me. Well, I want to know this morning, how many of you in this congregation will pray that prayer with me right now? Lord God, here I am. What I have to give to you, I offer it to you right now in the name of Jesus. I may not be greatly talented. 
I may not have a lot of the skills that I wish I had, but what such as I have, Lord, I submit it to you this morning. Here I am, Lord. Send me. Here I am, God. We pray it right now in the name of Jesus as we submit our hearts and our lives to you. How many, I want to know today, church, how many would join with your pastor in prayer and say, God, here I am. Send me, Lord. Use me, God, the way that you want to use me. Lead me in the way that you would have me to go this morning and let all that I am and all that I do bring glory and honor to you the Most High God. Lord, move upon my heart. Move upon my life. Reveal to me your heart and desire for my life and ministry. And let all that I am and all that I do bring glory and honor to the Most High God. How many would join me right now? If you will say, here I am, Lord, send me. I want you right where you stand. I want you to raise your hand and raise it up high. Here I am, Lord. Send me. I want to see your hand. Here I am, Lord. Send me today. Send me to the harvest field. Send me to this lost and dying world. Send me to those who are hurting, those who are helpless, those who are hopeless. Send me, God, to make a difference in my world for Jesus Christ. Send me today, God. I commit my life, I commit my heart, I commit myself to you right now giving it all to you in the glorious, marvelous, mighty name of Jesus. And I pray these things in Jesus' name. And the church said, amen and amen. God bless you. Go ahead and give Jesus a hand clap of praise. You can be seated. I'm going to read some presentations very quickly and as I introduce the ministry if the representative of this ministry will come forward and make him or herself available at these tables the first one is lit youth ministry lit youth ministry lit youth ministry is partnering with families at ICC lit youth ministry seeks to engage its students through scripture entertainment and social interaction to disciple them to become more like Jesus Christ in all aspects of their lives and spread his message of love. It is our goal to equip and activate tweens and teenagers to impact their home, their peers, and their communities. Lit is actively seeking adults who love God and who have a passion for young people to serve alongside our team as teachers, mentors, transportation specialists, marketing and event coordinators, music specialists, as well as our media team. This is, youth, this is Lit Youth Ministry. And you've already seen just a small sample of what God is doing among our youth ministry today. The next ministry is Connections Ministry. If we can have a representative come for our Connections Ministry. The Connections team of ICC has one of the most important jobs in the church today. Connections Ministry serves to make newcomers feel welcome, to make members feel at home, and to create a friendly environment where anyone can walk in and immediately sense God's love at work 
We are a close-knit family that thrives on blessing and serving others with a smile. We are currently recruiting volunteers to assist us with parking, greeting guests and members at the door and at the information desk, serving as ushers, serving in the area of hospitality for important events. If you are ready to make a lasting impression and are prepared to wow people in ways they never expected, and if lighting the way for those who come to ICC makes you feel excited, the Connections Ministry needs you. The next ministry we want to highlight this morning is our children's ministry. If we have a representative for our children's ministry this morning, Acme Kids Children's Ministry seeks to minister to children and parents alike. With ministry for ages from birth to fifth grade, we seek to reach children and families by accepting and caring for them, teaching them the Word of God and helping them to exalt God in their daily lives. Our goal is to help families experience the love, the hope, and the freedom that comes with a full and meaningful relationship with Jesus Christ. ACME stands for all children may enter. I like that, don't you? ACME stands for all children may enter. In other words, everyone is welcome. There are so many places to serve in children's ministry. So no matter what your giftings and talents may be, there is definitely a place for you to serve in our ACME ministry program here at ICC. Please speak with Pastor Eric, which is right here, Pastor Eric Stevens, concerning your interest, and he will be able to answer any questions that you may have about joining the ACME Kids team. Worship and creative arts. Worship and creative arts. The worship and creative arts team is a thriving, dynamic, and powerful ministry here at ICC. The worship and creative arts ministry consists of men and women that love God and are passionate about worship. We are comprised of singers, artists, dancers, writers, and actors, among other creatives. We are Christ-centered, purpose-driven, and committed to serving our church and our community with God-given talents. Our culture is centered on cultivating servant leaders, valuing our creative investments and preparing for excellence in every ministry opportunity. We believe, John chapter four, which says, yet a time is coming and has now come when the true worshipers, I said the true worshipers, will worship the Father in the spirit and truth for they are the kind of worshiper the Father seeks. God is spirit and his worshipers must worship in spirit and in truth. Our goal as a creative arts ministry at ICC is to always be intentional in our worship. We want to create a spirit-filled atmosphere for the presence of God to dwell in. We strive for spiritual excellence, which includes a commitment to rehearsals, a commitment to preparation for service, and maintaining a constant relationship with Jesus Christ our Lord. These are four major ministries here at ICC. 
and it is our prayer, it is our heart, and it is our desire that if you have any interest whatsoever in being a part of it or even just learning more or receiving more information about it, it is our prayer, it is our heart, it is our passion for you to come and find a place here and talk to one of these ministry teams and they will be more than happy, more than happy to share with you about what ministry here at ICC is all about. Will the church family stand to your feet once again this morning in the name of Jesus Christ? Just before we pray our dismissal prayer, we want to give you the opportunity to come in the name of Jesus. As soon as we pray the prayer and as soon as we announce the dismissment, we don't want you to go out through that door. We want you to make your way up front right here and find out more about the wonderful ministries that we have available for you to be a part in here at International Community Church. Let God's people pray. Dear Heavenly Father, thank you for what you are doing here. Thank you for the ministries that you have blessed us with. Thank you, God, for these individuals and so many others who have dedicated their hearts and their lives to serving you by serving your church and by serving each other today. God, lead us in the way that we should go. Move upon the hearts of those who are willing and ready to make a difference, to have an impact in their world for Jesus Christ today. It is only by your anointing, only by your grace and by your power that we can truly change our world for Jesus Christ to the glory of God and to the furthering of your heavenly kingdom. And we give you all the glory and all the honor and all the praise this day. In Jesus' name, everybody said amen and amen. Can we give Jesus one more hand clap of praise? At this time, we invite you to come. Go ahead, step out of the aisle, start making. How many want to make a difference in your world today? This is your opportunity right now in the name of Jesus. So you can use me and give myself.